it's very important to seek within. Every single person has the answers to everything. That's your higher self. The problem is we don't feel worthy. We question ourselves. Yeah. I always tell someone, if you're questioning yourself, it's not you you're questioning. You're questioning spirit because you don't question every thought you have. That's Kathy Chandler, and this is Showing Up with Lindsay Dyer. I'm your host, Lindsay, and this is my podcast. Here you'll find conversations with real-life humans making a life in the outdoors to inspire you to embrace your weird, do the thing even if you suck at it, and fully show up in this one wild and precious life. Welcome. I'm recording this intro from a beautiful fourth-story balcony overlooking the skyline in Brooklyn, the big city. My fiance and I have been visiting here family and a wedding, and I'm also visiting my dear friends, Dr. Rudy and Linda the ballerina with their beautiful daughter, Clara. And I am learning and practicing some unusual training and super progressive healing techniques for concussion therapy and longevity, and this new thing you've probably heard of called stem cell treatment. I've been hanging out in hyperbaric chambers And I can now say that I know what it's like to have my bone marrow sucked out of my pelvis, which is quite strange, but I, from everything I hear, uh, it's completely worth it. So yes, uh, that will be an upcoming podcast, um, hearing it straight from the experts on this whole stem cell thing. But for now, this is Kathy Chandler. She is another mountain dweller, one of the wise women in my life who also happens to be a healer and intuitive. Kathy's helped thousands of people to heal and finally understand some of the confusion that's going on in their lives. She has a special message for all of us in relationship to the challenges of life that we all face. This is a good one if you're having a really hard time and or know anyone who might be. She dives into what's really going on when we second guess ourselves and where those doubts are really coming from. On a whole, we talk about a different kind of understanding uh, that can help everyone get through these complicated, confusing modern times. So here we go. Well, we're on. We're on. on. Yay, I like being on. (laughs) I think- um, Hold on, let's, so let's, so we just set our intention. Yes. And why don't you start by introducing yourself and how do most people know you? My name is Kathy Chandler. I live in Wilson, Wyoming. I am very connected to the mountains. I'm grounded here. I must always be in the mountains. I know that for a fact. Most people know me as an intuitive. That's what my main business is. I do energy work. I work with PTSD, depression. You know, you keep adding to the kettle as you go along. But my primary is being intuitive. And my goal, my true goal, is it's lovely that people say I have a gift. The truth is, I have a memory of a gift everyone was born with. Would you define intuitive for people that might not know? Uh, people might use the word psychic. I kind of stray away from that word. I have the ability to see spirit, to hear spirit, to receive messages, to deliver messages to others. Um, I've just, uh, like I said, we all were born with it. Most people lose it around the age of four because you're told it's your imagination and pretend, and you have to get ready for school. So your crew, most people have eight, six spirits, that's what we are, and two angels that are with you from your conceived until they deliver you to your next experience. We wait, call wait, did you say six spirits and six two angels? Six spirits and two angels. You have an eight with you at all times, your crew. They only work for you. They're here to serve you. 
on all levels. And I'd like to talk about them a, a little bit more in a moment. But I would like to say that um, everyone has intuition. They'll say, I had a feeling or, oh, I knew I should have done that instead. That was your guide telling you, but we are amazing at arguing. Mm -hmm. That's what we do best. And so they kind of step back at the age of four to let you get grounded into your humanness, expecting you to call them in, but then we kind of forget about them. Could you describe what what the sensations might be or, or what the communication Absolutely. Like it's like? different for many people. Some people just feel. They just get a chill or a feeling or a knowing. Some hear. I, I have it all for some reason. Um, some will just hear things or they'll, or they'll have an epitome. They'll have a thought and go, wow, where'd that come from? Exactly. Where did it come from? Or you'll hear somebody say, I don't know why I want to say this, but... And you say, I don't know why, because it's really not yours, but you still feel like it's so real. Uh, some people get it in dreams. They'll have phenomenal dreams, and then maybe that will happen, and they'll wonder, wow, I knew that was going to happen. I dreamed about it. One of them I often know is when someone has a loved one that crossed, and somehow they'll say, I just knew it. I knew when the phone rang. Or that's, once again, your guide preparing you for this call that you're about to receive. You know, we've all got gifts it's that we've gotten too busy to pay attention to them. We're looking too much for the news to tell us what our truth is or the computer to tell us what our truth is or the guy down the street to tell me what my truth is. Mm -hmm. I prefer to get my truth from my higher self. I prefer to have my own relationship with my creators and not have someone else tell me what it is. I don't talk religion. I don't put it down. I understand it's needed for many. For me, my opinion for me is it's college and now it's time for your PhD. Now it's time for you yourself to step up and what is your spirituality? Yeah, so I know you have a lot of messages that you want to share. I do. Um, but I, I want to just get a little bit more into the difference between, you know, we hear, we hear crazy people hear voices. We, we hear, do. You know, so how do you know the difference between spirit and something that's your, your highest truth and I need to go get psychiatric help. Right. You know, sadly enough, some people that need the psychiatric help actually started out hearing their spirits. Mm -hmm. And if you get what we call fractured, mm -hmm. like let's say I'm hearing spirit, but I'm off doing heroin or, or being a prostitute, and God bless every one of those women, you're allowing dark spirits, as we might call them, the other side to come in, and they want you to do things that are not to your higher good. Mm -hmm. Usually when it's spirit, you'll just have a, 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 the right feeling or a tingle or some people feel, for me, it's warm. And when it's not of light, it's cold. But that does not mean that's the same for everybody. Somebody could be the opposite of mm -hmm. me in that. But it's always some kind of a sensation in the body. Some people say, I had a pit in my stomach about that. That's your guide saying, no, 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 don't do that. Or you'll just have a, a feeling like, I don't know why, but I've just got to do this. That's once again spirit speaking to you. Um, sometimes you'll feel something tap on your shoulder. Mm -hmm. And you'll go, wow, that was weird. Or, or yeah, something. or like you're walking down the street and you feel like someone's staring at you. And you're looking around to see who it is. That can be them contacting you too. The thing we don't realize is with your crew, they're here to serve you. They cannot make you do anything. Even with this amnesia, we're the boss. And they're here to serve your every thought. Amnesia, what do you mean? Meaning that we forgot who we are. Mm -hmm. We've really forgotten who we are. We don't remember our powers or the control that we have. 
that we have free agency on this planet and on this planet we're creators which I don't know what we were sipping on when we decided to do that, but we could use it right now, I'll tell you that. Yeah, um, I don't want to get off track, but but it does bring up, a, I've been reading a lot about how, like you said, uh, with the rise of the internet, we're encouraged to continue searching outside even easier for our answers. At, go Google it, right? Right. Um, and do you... Do you believe that with all of the frequencies in the air, is that one of the reasons? It's a huge interference. It's a huge interference. We're beings of frequency. You're measured in megahertz. And there's so many. There's even frequencies in the air, controversy maybe, that are put there just to make us more depressed, to make us a little more where we're not paying attention to things. So it's very important to seek within. Every single person has the answers to everything. That's your higher self. The problem is we don't feel worthy. We question ourselves. I always tell someone, if you're questioning yourself, it's not you you're questioning. You're questioning spirit because you don't question every thought you have. Why would I go to the store for the bread? Why do I need to go to the bathroom? You know those things. You only question things you read, hear, see, incoming messages that might not be in alignment with everything you see around you. exactly mm-hmm. that's why the news i mean boy the last few years the news fake news real news you know for me i pray for everything on the earth i might hear a little news i try to push it aside i really go by what spirit makes me feel is right or wrong i don't let people impress me i don't want somebody to tell me oh i should feel this way or that I don't try to make anybody else feel a certain way. I do try to guide them into really listening to what do they feel like? What is their gut instinct? Because that's your guide speaking to you. A really great way to say how they speak to you is this. It's not a voice, it's a thought. And so this is very literal. Any and every thought you have that you even go, hmm, or geez, where'd that come from? Or, oh, why can't I get this off my mind? It's driving me crazy. Or a thought you have that we say you like chew on, you have a conversation with yourself about, Mm -hmm. or you argue with, are not your thoughts. Those are incoming messages. I feel like as you're speaking, a lot of the things that feel way too big or way too silly um, come to mind. And the, the thoughts that I try to talk myself out of right after, like, well, that's way too hard, or... They uh, never give you anything that's too hard. We get lazy. Yeah. You know. Or they just seem too big, or if you don't see other people around you uh, pulling pulling those things, um, that you're like, oh, well, I could never do that. Like, be the president, or save the rainforest. <laughs> just giant. As a unit, we can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at you. I mean, most women say, oh, I could never ski that mountain. I could never jump off that. And so, therefore, they can't. You're the, you're the creation of your world. What you manifest is what you have. Your guy's like, oh, she says can't. Don't let her have it. Don't give it to her. <gasps> she said thank you, and she doesn't have it. Hurry and give it to her right now. Yeah, let's, I hate this phrase, but I don't hate the word hate. Never mind, just right. cancel. Let's unpack the, the exactly what you were just saying, how everyone has these two spirits on, is it true, like every their shoulders? Um, well, in a sense, you really have a spirit guide that uh, is always on your left side and two angels on your right. Those that are temptation or, or want to lead you down another path is allowed to come in your energy zone because you're a free agent. Do you choose to follow that or not? Mm-hmm. You know, if you your friends want you to go do something, but you don't really feel right about it, but you do it anyway because of peer pressure. 
you're always going to regret it at the end because your guide said, no, this isn't really right for you today. But you, you said something in the past as well that they give you what you put out. Yeah. So let me explain that. Let me go back a little bit to really understand it. Before we enter these bodies, which they call your vehicle, or your spacesuit, it's your Earth suit. We need it to be on this planet for this experience. Before you enter this, and once again, very literal, we are perfect, non-judgmental, unconditionally loving beings. We've come here to have the Earth experience, and as I like to say, your vehicle is fully equipped with emotions and belief systems just for you to experience. Your guides that serve you do not take on human emotions. They stay the non-judgmental, unconditionally loving beings that you are. The one on your left, your spirit guide, is a, your servant, your GPS system, serves your every thought. Because they're non-judgmental, they're incapable of judging if your thought is healthy, deadly, happy, sad, glad, mad. They just know that Jack with this horrible contagious virus just sneezed and maybe you thought, oh great, I'm going to catch that. And your guy goes, oh, she'd like to have it. I'll have her wake up with it in the morning. We are the ones that lay the stones on our path before us by our thoughts. And we're in a world full of negative thoughts, full of competition and hate. And we got to bring ourselves back to being tribal again. So if you desire something, then you got to act like you already have it. Arrogant, whatever you want to call it. Because if I'm saying I'm getting a new car and you go, well, Kathy, how are you going to afford that? If even for a minute I go, oh, I don't know, Lindsay. Oh, no, wait, you know, I'm manifesting. I already doubted it. That energy's gone. I can start over. Or I can go, I don't know. I just know I deserve one and I'm having one. Next thing you know, I'm in a brand new car and the payment's always there as long as I don't worry about it. Can you give us an example? I know I learned best by stories. And oh, I got a story. Uh, when I moved to Wilson, I moved in with my husband that was my boyfriend at the time in a home in Red Top. And I liked living in the woods. I'm not really good at living right next door to people because of my sensitivity to energy. And we had two dogs, two cats, you know, which you're never supposed to have in Jackson. And um, we were getting it a good deal. The man that owned it was killed in a tractor rollover. And his 17-year-old son inherited it. And suddenly we're told, you, I'm selling the house as is. You're going to have to move or buy it. And we're like, wow. You know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. How are we going to pull this off? And I told my husband, we're going to go and apply for a loan. So we went to apply for a loan, and we were sitting across from each other at the table, and the lady's looking at our stuff says, you're going to need $50,000 cash down. You've got nothing. You've got nothing to work with. And I kicked my husband under the table, which I think the lady noticed. I said, no problem. Let's fill out the papers. And the sweat's beating on my husband's head. He's kind of looking at me. Okay, you know, we're filling out these papers. We're going to get this house. I wanted to paint it, even though it wasn't ours. And so we had a week to figure this out. And every day, all I did was think of is my house. I mean, sometimes you're the best when you're desperate. Mm -hmm. I was desperate. We didn't want to move our daughter around. We didn't want to change school systems. We didn't want to get rid of pets. Where I lived was where I belonged, and I knew it. And so I just kept seeing it as my house and seeing it and was doing things. Here it's 24 hours before we have to have that money. And I'm like... Okay, you know, my husband's like, maybe we should talk. No, no, no. You know, this is my house. Suddenly the phone rings. Mm -hmm. And this lady asked me if I knew a certain gentleman that was a friend of mine that I visited once a week and, you know, just visited him and did energy work on him. He had 
He had MS and couldn't even move. He was bedridden, but he was brilliant off the chart. I would give him books to read for me and then tell me about him, save me time. Mm -hmm. And I said, yes, I'm sorry. He crossed two years ago, but I can give you his family's phone number. She goes, no, I work for New York Life Insurance Policy. We've been looking for you for two years. He left you $50,000. What would you like me to do with that? I'm like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? He used to say things like, I'd like to buy you a house. Like, oh, that's nice, Herb. And I would brush it off. It was embarrassing. We got it just in time to put it in and buy the house, and it became ours. Beautiful. There's no other way that would have ever happened. I've done it with my car. I knew I needed a new car because I traveled to get to people to help them. So I just started talking about my new car. I didn't say what kind. You can't get involved in the details because then your crew goes, oh, well, she's got a plan. We'll back away. And you're on your own. You go to the last page of the book, and that's what you see. I've got me a new car. Within 24 hours, I was in a new car. And it's paid off in two months after five years. Never had to worry about it. It's always been there. Love it. So what advice would you give for if you don't know what you want or what you're supposed then to Then start giving you gratitude that you're shown your path. Mm-hmm. Give gratitude you're shown your truth and that you recognize it. Because the book is different than the cover. They may bring something you're like, oh, that's not it. Mm-hmm. And your guy's going, I don't know. I brought it to her and she said no. You know, you have to pay attention to all the settle because they don't really scream at you. Too often, <laughs> things come more subtle. So you, once you start giving gratitude to be shown, your passion is what I would say. Because mm. that's what we're really here is to live our passion. To be shown your passion. You know, I was, I'm was i somebody that I love animals. I love kids. I'm trying to save the gorillas, save the, save the whales, save the bears. And finally one day, I was just getting so stressed. My husband said, you know, Kathy, it's not your job to save the world. That's goddesses and God's job. Yours is to pick a couple. Then it was like, oh, God, which couple do I pick? Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, I'll go closer to home. I'll work on saving the bears, work, working with the wolves, and then gathering with the others that are doing that. And we've had some success in what we've done. We have to pick... And, and a lot of people like me have a lot of passion. So then what is the passion that you can truly work with to begin with? What's the closest to my home that I can begin with? The other thing I really recommend is self-care. I'm someone that's so busy caring for everyone else, mm-hmm. I have to remind myself of self-care without guilt. If you're constantly serving someone out of a cup, it becomes empty. Mm-hmm. You've got nothing to give until you give from your cup, and you're never supposed to give from your cup. Yeah, so we hear this a lot. What does it actually look like? I mean, I started looking up what is self-love on the Internet, like, years ago, and it's really hard to find. It is hard to find. First, you have to accept yourself. And people a lot don't accept yourself because of things they've done in the past. And my guides told me this is a year that the past no longer exists. It does not exist except for those that breathe life into it by thinking about it. So I have noticed with all of my clients this last week, everybody's doing a life review about all the things they wish they would have done and regrets. I said, it's in the river. Just let it go by. You're not staying there. You know, tomorrow, you can't even predict tomorrow because today's not over with. You can't predict tomorrow because today's not over with. You can't predict tomorrow because today's not over with. You don't know how the day's going to end. So self-care starts with self-acceptance. You know, I've been through a lot of things, maybe done things I regret, but look who I am now. I love me. I help people. I'm awesome. You know, it took a death experience for me to really step up and share my gift because I was always afraid of judgment. Now, if you want to judge me, that's okay. I don't have time for it. Judgment is, is one of the biggest crutches that we have. The other thing is we were given this word called impossible, the worst thing that ever happened to us. It doesn't exist. So self-care is every single day you 
not expecting anybody else to because nobody, not even your lover, your honey, your mom, your dad, nobody knows better what you need right this minute than you. I don't care if it's a bubble bath, a cup of tea, a hug from a friend, something that makes you smile. I love being of service. It makes me smile. Popping in and I normally go outside the window here in my office for everyone else and do bubbles every day. Mm. When I miss it, they're all asking where they are. Just little things that you do. But that gives me joy. Bubbles give me joy. So that gives me joy every single day, not once a week. Or, You know, self-care also comes with what do you put in your mouth? Because you're feeding your spirit as well as your body. You know, and I talk to people a lot about, I don't judge anybody for what they eat or what they do or what they take. I'm just asking to give 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 thought to what you put in your body. You know, I'm not somebody that really drinks or does drugs. I have in my life. I won't deny that. In my 20s, I hardly remember, thank God. But I have found how to get so high off life <laughs> and off my friends who are <laughs> by, by laughing at them. I'm high on life. I'm high on love. I mean, I... I think that's something we hear a lot also, but how? Once again, by loving yourself and looking for the things. For me, it's music Hmm. or skiing. It's different things that I'm doing at different times. It's not always the same thing. I, you know, I'm very multifaceted. I I have different moods, and so I have different things that serve those moods. I mean, going home and hugging my dog. I mean, whoa, that gives me joy off the chart, you know. Um, Finding different things at different moments. Like I said, just a hot cup of tea. Just being in nature, sitting by the river, finding those things that can bring you a little joy every single day. And honoring is, we're always so busy looking at the things to beat ourselves up with. How about looking at the things that we do that are good? You know, I smiled at a guy today and he smiled back. I made a guy smile. I'm going to honor that. You know, not the fact that I tripped and made a mess of myself or whatever it is. You know, it's looking for the good. We're, we're in a world that that seeks out the bad in people and points out all the negative and so we need to change that and it starts with us it starts with you it starts with me beautiful i think this is a decent time to share just because uh, my beautiful friend amber suggested it yesterday an exercise called your perfect day describe your perfect day yeah uh and really think into it and really write into it you know how do you wake up what does it smell like? What do your sheets feel like? Uh, What's the light in the room like? You know, who's next to you? Uh, And what do you do after you wake up? You know, and really get detailed about, uh, you know, what the room looks like. What does it feel like? What are you excited about coming up? You know, what are you, are you heading off to work? Are you not? um, And it sounds like such a fun activity. I love it. It yeah. brings you into awareness into the now. You're not going, who's the president? What's mm-hmm. down there? Right now, for me, this is what's for me. Yeah. I have an exercise that I show people that I love so much. And so I'll just quickly tell you, it takes maybe 15 minutes your first time. And I have people start just breathing into their heart. For me, I put my hand on my heart because I'm a physical person. Mm-hmm. And I just breathe long, deep breaths in through my nose, exhale through my mouth. I make them normal, but they're long. So I would... And I would keep doing that, and you'll suddenly feel, and it could take a few minutes, a little subtle shift. It's just a little shift of kind of peace. Once you've done that, then you're going to think of something that you have gratitude about that makes you feel grateful, whether it's that little puppy or the person next to you. And now you're breathing gratitude into your heart. As you do that, once again, you'll go to another little shift. 
Then the one that sometimes is hard for people, I don't care if you're crying, keep your eyes closed while you do this and you keep doing it. Now you tell yourself, this gratitude is for me. Hmm. And you keep breathing and breathing until once again you feel a shift. Once you do, now you direct that gratitude to every cell in your body. It'll make them dance. Mm -hmm. And for me, once again, because I'm visual, I'm thinking, oh, into my shoulders, my arms, my head, my torso. And I've actually felt tingling when I've done it, my legs. And I keep breathing for a little bit and get that gratitude really strong for myself. Beautiful. Happy cells full of gratitude are not unhealthy cells. They're not depressed cells. I use those a lot for PTSD and depression. But I think start your day that way. And I always say, when you wake up, the first thing you should do is, how do I feel? Am I tired, happy, sad? Am I worried about something? And if you're worried or not good, then before you get out of bed, shift it. Think of something joyful. Think of something to look forward to. I always tell people, always keep something in the future to look forward to. Even if it's just, for me, Friday night, I'm going to go dancing. Reggae music, that's my thing. Mm -hmm. So I always keep a little something. It can be little that you're looking forward to. And so you can shift the energy before you ever step out of bed. The other thing I do, before you open your eyes when you first wake up, that's when you're the most connected to spirit. I give gratitude, I step into joy. It's always a purple bubble that I step into. I remember one morning I didn't do it and I was just like grumpy and I thought, what's wrong with me? I went, oh, I didn't step into joy. So I went back, laid in bed, gave gratitude, I stepped in joy and at the snap of a finger it altered me. That's beautiful. Yeah. What about motivation? You know, I, I feel like we hear so many of these tools these days uh, or practices, and there's so many podcasts on it, but how do you stay motivated to, to do it? You know, it's, like the checklist and that. Um, I struggle with that. It's not easy staying motivated. I won't deny that. That's where I call in my guides. I'm so grat grateful for my motivation today. And so don't make that list too long. Mm -hmm. I, I pick, if I have a list, I start with the top thing and that's the only thing I focus on. Because you get overwhelmed. It's an overwhelming oh, yeah. world. We have way too many things oh, yeah. to do. I mean, it's 9.30 and you, you've got this checklist. And and then you're feeling you bad to, about yeah, yourself. It's more reasons to kick yourself. Yeah, like, then you're feeling bad because I didn't accomplish this. Right. I used to be that person and I always had a checklist that was impossible for any human mm -hmm. to accomplish. And my guide's name is Eileen and she goes, why do you do this? You know, because they're trying to figure us humans out. And I said, because I have to get things done. She goes, but you don't. Because or you spend all your time worthy, looking at it. I have to get the to-do list right. finished. Or so I just look at the top one, put a piece of paper over the rest, and it's easier when you're not overwhelmed with how much there is to do. Mm -hmm. The next thing to do is get the clock out of your life if you can. Time is an illusion. We created it, and it controls us. They keep telling me we're leaving the illusion of time. I'm like, well, how's that going to work? Mm -hmm. I am seeing that time's going so fast we can't keep up with it. So I see that, and I'm like, well, when I have clients? Do I just sit and they'll know when to come? I mean, I'm intrigued at how they're going to make this happen. So motivation is giving gratitude for your motivation. You're better at being motivated at things you love. So make sure you put things you love on that list mm. or finding a way to love it. Like, you know, dusting to me, it's so silly because it comes back. She wants to live there. So let her. So for me, when I'm cleaning, there's something I use a lot. It's called healing sound frequencies. And then whatever you want, you put the word after that. And it takes you to all these YouTubes that are free. You pick one. And then you don't have to stare at it, but it has to be the only audio in your life. So when I'm cleaning house... So these are the tones. So um, right. they're called so, so, 
Sophagia nurse. Sophagia tones, yeah. Yeah, you can look it up. But. And what it does, because we're frequency, it raises your frequencies of that particular thing you're looking for. I use it a lot with people with parasites and for health. But when I'm cleaning house, I do motivation. Healing sound frequencies, motivation. It's amazing. I dance when I do it. So I add things in to the things I don't like to do that I do. I love to dance, love to. And when no one's around except for my dog who leaves the room, maybe I'll sing. <laughs> but I listen to that. I also love to do DNA clearing. we got to get rid of our old DNA, the people we came from, the stuff we come from. So I'll clean house to DNA clearing. And the whole time I'm doing it, I'm thinking, cleaning house, cleaning my DNA, woo, getting this done. I find a way to make things work for me. I've never been a sleeper. So I tried once healing sound frequencies deep sleep. I thought, well, I'll just lay down for a minute, then I'll get my pajamas on. I woke up at 5 in the morning. I don't even remember laying down. And then it continued for over a year. And then I did it again. So using any kind of tools that are frequency, you're a being of frequency. Think about when you're mad or angry. Your frequency is low. And the more you get into it, the harder it is to get out, the deeper in the hole you go. You join others in it. Or the frequency of joy is so high and you're running around wanting to sprinkle it everywhere. If there was a party you're going to, and in the left corner everybody's laughing, having fun, and in the right corner they're arguing, and it all stops just as you enter the room, you can feel that frequency. So you're going to be attracted to that corner where they're laughing unless you're up for a good fight. You need to, we need to pay more attention to that energy in us. How do we feel? Stop in the day and go, how do I feel right now? What are my emotions? Am I happy, sad, tired, glad? And if it's something you don't want, then give gratitude for the opposite with the full knowledge that you'll receive it. That's what faith is. Faith really is not a religious word. It was used by them. Faith is turbo drive. That's when, oh, she says she's grateful for it. Give it to her right now. They're here to serve our every thought. They love to serve us. And we are that powerful. We are powerful we are enough. So I think powerful. that's that's the hardest thing is to is to believe that we are that powerful. It took me a know? long time. Because yeah. it's frankly easier to be small. Oh, it's it sure is. To blame your problems on your boss or the fact oh, that yeah. well, I'm stuck in this job so I can't do that or and and it's it's a lot easier than it is. I had a client come to me, and she hated her job. Everybody was mean. She hated it. She kept complaining about it. I kept saying, have the faith to leave your job. So she called me and goes, I got fired. I can't believe I got fired. I said, congratulations. And she goes, what are you talking about? I lost my job. I said, you kept wanting to not be there, so your guides fulfilled your desire. Now, don't look at what you left. Look in front of you, because there's something amazing waiting for you. She was a little put off with me at the time. I knew it, but it was okay. She called me a week later and says, I've got my dream job. I've always wanted. I said, good. You looked forward. Good for you, girl. Mm -hmm. And now can you thank your guides for getting rid of that job that you wouldn't do on your own? Yeah, would you would you put that in the context of I've, I've had a few friends that have um, had to say goodbye to partners recently? Boy, it's happening a lot right now. Here's another reason for that. We are this forever kind of thing while we're down here. The only thing that's forever is you. No matter what you do, you are an eternal being forever. But at Earth, we come and think, oh, I'm getting married forever, and we're going to be together forever. Well, maybe for some, but the truth is that Earth is college. If you really get that that's what Earth is and that's all it is, then I'm in college with my partner, but he wants to stay a junior, and I'm ready to be a senior. 
So the problem is, is we wait until we have animosity and we break up mad at each other and mean to each other instead of doing it when we first feel it because we're got to make it work. I got to hold on. No, you don't because then it's not going to leave easily. I love these people that do it perfectly and then they get new partners and they all get together for the kid's sake and they, they, they parent together and it's, you have to accept the fact, you know, I love you, but we're on different paths now. We're growing differently. Nobody's right or wrong. We've just, we've learned all we can learn from each other. It's been awesome. Thank you. But I'm feeling stuck now. But instead, we find human reasons like, well, he doesn't do this or she doesn't do that. That's what makes it ugly. If we would look at the truth that we've outgrown each other spiritually, or not even outgrown, we've taken different spiritual paths. Well, I know you want to stay in biology, but I really want to try language. You know, if you were to look at it like school. We just go down. Then we could then we could change that relationship like we're supposed to. Loving, kind spirits. You loved each other once. Maybe you even had children together. So now you have to hate each other to leave each other? But how would you know... Uh, because I think every relationship probably comes, I mean, you've been married how how many years now? 20 years. That's the longest I've done anything besides being a mom. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. So I, I, you're going to shift, right? So how how do you consciously shift together then if, you, if that's Excellent. something important to you? Excellent question. When I, this is not my first husband, but it definitely is my last. Mm-hmm. And I'm his very first. He's ski bum, never going to get married, never going to have kids. And he's ended up being a fabulous father, a great husband is we are best friends. We never make assumptions. That's what ruins everything. Mm, And he has things that he likes to do that I don't, and vice versa. If jealousy is in the mixture, then it's never going to work because then they can't go do their thing without you freaking out. You know, my husband's a musician, and, and he goes to play music, and he has different things that he likes that I'm just like, you know, babe, why don't you take a friend? I'm not really into it. We have things that we're very solid together with, We love to hike. We love to camp. We love to be at the river. But I go do my thing. He does his thing. And then we come in the middle. We're a tree. Our togetherness is the trunk. But we each have branches that we go out on. And it's okay to go out on your own branches. You should go out on your own. So you are into biology and he's not. It's okay. And and to go spend that time. It's more than okay. It's necessary. That's your self-love. Absolutely. And I love you enough that I want you to go do that. Just because I don't like it doesn't. And come home and share it with me. I may not be way interested, but I'll certainly give some attention and act like I am. And respecting each other. For 20 years, every meal I've made my husband, he's thanked me for it. Every meal. Every laundry I do, he thanks me for it. He respects me and doesn't take me for granted. Partners start to take each other for granted. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I always say, I really believe marriage should be a, a yearly renewable contract because then you're spending six months working on it so the other one will renew it. So my advice is, is every year on your anniversary, if you've made vows to each other, renew them. Say them. Go back to remembering how you felt when you were so crazy. Love changes. Are there days I want to strangle my husband? You betcha. But is it over anything that's big? No. Yes, no, so it's how, like how you didn't you... get the laundry in the laundry basket. Really, is that a really big deal? First, I kind of mumble to myself and I go, Kathy, he's not cheating. He's not hanging out in front of football. You know, come on. And my husband's honest with me. You know, I don't I don't care as much about a tidy house as you do, but I'm doing my best. Okay, good. Now I understand what it is. It's not his priority like mine. So I respect that because I might have a priority that's not his 
and I'd like him to respect it too. It's got to be that mutual respect. Yeah. Do you mind telling me what your what those vows are that you you re? Oh, funny. Yeah. Well, you know, change over the years, but uh, we promised. Um, I promised to love and honor him. He promised to love and honor me. Um, I promised to uh, always allow him to play his music. You know, we promised to support each other. I promised to listen as well as talk because I'm a talker. <laughs> okay, I've done pretty good on that one. You know, uh, some are pretty intimate. We um, change them as we go sometimes. You know, we always try to spend our anniversary day together. We got married on top of Snow King, so it was pretty blissful. It was amazing. You know, we promised not this death do you part, but we promised to always, to always trust, to respect, to honor each other. Beautiful. You know, it's we hold hands a lot. We, you know, we're not huge into public display of, of you know, but we we still, we're kind of. I had somebody tell me we're an iconic couple in this town because nobody stays together long. You know, mm -hmm. the the saying is yours today, mine tomorrow, mm -hmm. and so we we look at that as a responsibility. So we do hold hands in public or put his arm around me in public. You know, we, we still, like in the beginning, he used to open my car door and all that. And I'm like, you know, babe, I got it. You know, I'm at a place where I love that and it's great. And maybe at certain times you can, but I'm okay with you not doing that, you know, you. but it's, yeah. Have, have you ever struggled with, with beauty and Oh, ageism? of course. Who and, hasn't? Yeah. Can you talk about that? I can. Um, yeah, with your wisdom, I think. I always said I would age gracefully until the time starts to come to do it. And then you just care so much. And it's not about, it's about what everybody else sees you as. Right, right. And so, you know, always trying to keep yourself young. I did vow that I would, and I put no one down for doing it, but I'm not getting shots or plastic surgery or any of that. I just do skin care to take care of my skin. You know, I love the color of my hair matches my personality, you know, bright red and mm -hmm. you can always find me in a crowd and you don't forget me so those mm -hmm. things work and I started really thinking wow you know maybe I do want a facelift or maybe I want this or that and then I'd hear my guy go oh so you're changing what you were going to do because I got my guides on me all the time and I went you know what nobody really knows my age they all think I'm 20 years younger than I am why don't I honor that and you know what? I am more mature. Most of my friends are 20, sometimes 30 years younger than me because people my age just can't keep up with me. I'm I'm very youthful spirit. Mm -hmm. I'm very youthful. I had to be a grown-up as a kid, so I'm a kid now. So I thought my body will match my spirit. When I started feeling that way, I started looking a tad younger, and I was like, wow, this is pretty amazing. And just this last year, I went, I actually told someone my age, and they were just shocked. And I was like, I like that. It's good. I thought, you know what? I'm going to own it. I need to show others how to do this. Everything I've been through, every scar, every anything I have, I have earned every one of those. If I have some wrinkles, I've earned them. I'm going to do this gracefully, and I'm going to do it with love. I, I don't, when I realized, when I started loving how I looked, I started getting so many compliments on how I looked. So really, I was reflecting myself how back. Did you, how did you come to love the way you look when we're inundated with one specific <laughs> right way yeah. to look because right. I realized that we don't if we all look that way I mean how ridiculous would that be and I've got a great husband that's always like you know I I can't those women with plastic surgery they freak me out and please don't do that and I mean you know 
I'm, I'm blessed in that way. But I really came to learn with all the gifts I have and the ability to help people and and that makes me so happy. So you felt self-confidence. I got my self-confidence in another way and then I pushed it into the beauty. I went, you know what, I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful inside and when I started feeling that way, people say, oh my God, you're so pretty. And I used to think, oh yeah, people are just saying that, you know, to make you feel good or or because you're not. I had a million excuses. I started going, no, I'm going to accept that. I am beautiful. You know, and I can put on makeup and make myself look way good. I don't waste a lot of time doing that anymore. I used to. I used to always have to be perfect when I walked out the door because I had to look young and beautiful. And I thought, this is a lot of work. And are people loving me for my looks? Because if they are, are they the people I want in my life? Are people going to judge me for how I look? Because if they are, do I want them in my life? And so I started walking with that confidence, walk in a room like I own it, and it's amazing. I feel beautiful. People tell me I am. And I realized it's an energy, not a look. Beauty's an energy. Are you really certain, though? I mean, 100%. You are certain. 100%. You'll only know when you get there. Mm-hmm. We live in a world that's all about how we look, little Miss Barbie, the pretty girl gets this and that. Really, I have a friend that got beautiful to marry a billionaire, and she did. She's the most unhappiest person I've ever met. She's constantly worried about only can eat a cracker, can't eat this. Oh, got to be this. Got to go get my injections. Got to do this. I'm like, wow, I'm glad my husband loves me just the way I am. You know, and I'll have my times if I go somewhere, maybe I'll put on a, a little mascara or a little blush to look a little nicer, you know, or if I've got dark circles under my eyes because I've been working like crazy and not sleeping, then yeah, maybe a little concealer, but I'm, I'm going to still feel good about myself no matter what. And I still have days where I feel frumpy because I'm human, but I don't let it bog me down for the day. I'm like, well, this is who I am today. I've gotten pretty good at that. I'll admit that um, I've, I've felt, by the way people treat me, Yes. I've started, uh, found myself, you know, if, if I'm not, well, I'll just say it. Like, I've, I've never been... Uh, the girl that especially men notice, right? And I find uh, that hard to believe. <laughs> it's just the truth. Wow. Um, and so, some what I've realized is I'll I'll start owning that and just you know, yeah, owning it. And uh, and so and I think maybe women can probably relate if if you're not uh, if you're not noticed if you're not if people don't turn that or whatever. Um, and, and I've heard my mom say this, you know, uh, and people just, it's as if she doesn't exist. She's invisible as an aging woman. Um, and I think that's heart, it's, it's crushing as for women. Uh, and yeah, just what your suggestions are to. I made myself exist. You know, I used to be the kind of girl that would never go to a restaurant alone and eat. Oh, so self-conscious. Everybody's looking at me. I would never get on the dance floor until somebody asked it, which is something that happens. I'm in there, rip off my coat. I'm the first girl on the dance floor with total confidence that I'm I'm, I'm looking hot and rocking. Next thing I know, I got the dance floor. I realized that I, I can't, yeah, nope, I can't let myself be put in the back row. I won't allow it. I'm walking right down the aisle and I'm in the front row or I'm on the stage and that's all there is to it. It's all about not allowing other people to define you. So it's a choice. I know your mother very well, but she sits 
over in the corner. And so she allows herself to be that person. Or you start walking a, a certain way. You do. And your shoulders go down. Right, your head kind of goes. Down. I'm, I'm, I look everybody too. in the eye. I've never known a stranger. That's what they say about me. I look people in the eye. I smile at them. If they don't smile back, I don't take that personal. I feel sorry for them. They're not joyful like I am. That's too bad. Maybe some of mine will rub off as I walk by you. I had to quit defining myself by my body. I had a few years where I'd put on a few pounds. It was inflammation and because my liver didn't process processed foods. And I I didn't love myself so much then, and I, I was looking at diets, which I know is stupid. What I did was find a way to dress where people didn't know I was heavy. They just couldn't believe that I thought I was. I found a way to dress to hide it. Then when I found out about the inflammation and lost it, I thought, well, I'm not going to run out and dress all sexy and skinny because that's who I am. I think I'm grateful I had that period because I'm highly sensitive to women that, that are inconfident about, underconfident about their weight. I'll be the first one to say, and I don't say that, you you know, that color looks good on you because that's saying, well, you don't look good, the color does. I'll say, wow, do you make that color look awesome? I'll find something I can say that makes them feel pretty about themselves that doesn't sound phony. I liked when you said I had to stop defining, I think something like I had to stop defining my value by how I looked or how my body looked. I had to. How did you get there? Well, it wasn't easy. I had to really work at it. I got there once again by going, okay, I've got a big personality. I've got a lot to give. I'm going to put my energy into that because people love me for that. Oh, you helped me in my life. You did this. Actually, they did it. I just directed them. But, you know, or, or, oh, you're such a giving person. Okay, I am. So I'm going to walk around with my head up knowing that I'm a giving person. I'm contributing to this earth on whatever manner it is. Like an artist, they're a giving person, whatever it is. When I started doing that and not caring as much about how I looked, although I would have fun dressing. Somebody says, what is your style? And I go, what is the day? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have a style. I have so many styles. I like, I just love all kinds of things. And I started get, having more fun with things like that, which made me feel pretty. And next thing I know, once again, I'm feeling confident about who I am. I feel pretty. And if you don't think I'm pretty, that's okay. Because maybe I don't think you're pretty, but I still like you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here to like you for the way you look. I'm here to find out who your heart is. Who are you deep inside? Because I don't care what you do for yourself. Eventually, your looks are going to go. Eventually, you're going to age. And so for me, I decided to do it gracefully. Although... Because I'm high energy and I'm I'm youthful in my spirit, I like to get out there and play and dance. And so people just automatically think I'm younger than I am. Sure. You Thank know, you. they... Thank you. I think that's... I like the shock look when I do. I still don't run around saying my age. You know, I'm going to be honest about that because I don't think the number matters. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's clear that you you did the internal work. Oh, I had and, to. I was I was the most to. insecure person. When I was absolutely beautiful in my 20s, which now I know I was, I was the most insecure person right. you ever met. I think and I'm like, wow, if I had that now, I would not be so insecure. Maybe that would be dangerous. Maybe it's good. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I was very insecure because of things that happened in my childhood. Sure. But um, now I've got the confidence and feel that. And it doesn't matter really what anybody else thinks. It matters what I think. You have to find a way to love yourself. Whether it's your eyes, your nose, your lips, whatever it is. Or it sounds like the things that make you... Right. For me, it's my personality. Mm-hmm. I've got beautiful. I've got a big personality. I'm friendly to everybody. I, I want to help you out. If you little old lady's struggling to get her grocery cart across the parking lot I'm there I'm on it I feel so good that she just can't believe I'm helping her I just 
And when you know who you are. I, I do it. Enough. I'm not yeah. going to say I, I ha always have. It took a lot of work to find out who I was. And for me, having the partner I have that, you know, tells me every day I'm beautiful and loves me, it helps a lot. And I realize, why do I care what anybody thinks but him? And then it was, why do I care what anybody thinks but me? Yeah, I, we all, we say that, but we it's are not social easy. creatures. Yeah, creatures and we, we need are. People and but that's why as women especially, we need to be supporting each other and not competing and not trying to be prettier than the other winner. You know, if I'm in a class, let's say I'm going to teach a class, and I know they're more mature ladies, maybe with a little weight, I'm not going to wear something that makes me look skinny. I want to fit in. I want them to feel good with me. I want them to not go, oh, I wish I looked like her or something. Because I've been that girl before. Mm -hmm. Then just walk away not feeling good about yourself and go eat another bag of cookies or right, whatever, right, you know. No, Self-destruction in a sense. Yeah. It takes daily work. But the number one thing is using frequency. I, go, I wonder if there's a healing sound frequency. I am beautiful. Or, you know, who is it that did that song? Was it Lady Gaga or something? I... Oh, Christine Aguilera, that you are beautiful or whatever. I love that song, no matter what you look like. But every single day, get up and find the good things about yourself when you first get up and give gratitude for your beauty. I tell my guides every day, thank you for having me feel beautiful. Thank you for my beauty. And then I feel it on some level, no matter what it is. Maybe it's my green eyes and red hair. or maybe That's all that matters, and that's what I'm thinking about today. Thank you know, you. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, so can you, would you mind switching gears and talking about what is going on on the planet? What's going on with everything we see in the news that seems so depressing? Um, and f it feels so hopeless. Um, That's what they want you to feel. Right. So yeah. let's talk about let's that. Let's do. And then how, how to take our power back. So and what the truth is. my suggestion is try to avoid the news. You know, maybe PBR or something like there's There's some positive news stations out there that you can listen to. Um, yes. Or NPR. What is that one? NPR, you know, which isn't too heavy duty into stuff because they do more editorials. Like they'll go to Iraq and actually interview a family where you're hearing the truth. I think everything you hear is a lie pretty much. Our government's a myth. That's absolutely the truth. We uh, have um, a myth. A myth. A it's myth. messed up. We have a leader that is that needs some mental help. Uh, that's malignant narcissism, so can't help himself. So what we do? I'm looking at this, going, look what's happened. But I'm trying to find the good in it. Look at the people that are going to the park on their own dime, on their own time, putting toilet paper in there, cleaning up the the bathrooms. Look at the people that are... Because of the government. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the first ones that should be shut down is Congress and Senate. They shouldn't get... There's a senator in Washington that's giving all her money well, this month this, to pay shoulds, people. right? But, but how do we... Start? So quit watching the news. Find the cause you're going to fight and get out there and do it. If you want the real truth, how does it feel to you? Not what somebody else says... Does it feel right or does it not? You've got to start paying attention to how you feel. That is your, everybody has a radar. We just don't pay attention to it. And we let somebody talk us into how we should feel. I don't want people telling me their opinion. I don't want opinions. I'll listen to this editorial or watch this little piece of news and I'll get, I'll get, I'll get my feeling on it. I, I cheat because, well, it's not cheating. We all could do it. I ask my guides, real or fake? I go, true or not true? And they'll go, not true, true, not. And they'll say to me, you can do this on your own. Why are you doing this with us? It's what feels right to you. Does it feel right? Does it not feel right? So can you talk about global warming 
And it does exist. It's real. Mother Earth is cleansing herself. She has before. If we look at the history of the Earth, she's renewed herself. The oceans, she'll have to clean the oceans. Get rid of the parasites. Sadly enough, we are the parasites. Human beings are the parasites. We're on the extinction list because we've done this to her. The best that we can do is each and every one of us find your own cause. Like my cause is I'm giving everybody metal straws and brushes. I, it, it may seem little, but it's something. It's doing something. We all need to find some little cause. And I always say, clean up your backyard first. If we all went to our own towns and helped. So like I'm trying to find, so are there any government workers in our town that isn't getting paid that needs paid? Then we need to gather around them and help them. Mm -hmm. Each town, like the senator, I think it is, in Washington State, this taking her monthly check this month and donating it to help the people, the government workers that aren't getting money. The yeah. ones... I've, I've been watching our moose die on our roads. Oh, and, it's been so hard. And oh. I've begun speaking up about it and fundraising for Animal Crossings, and I can't believe the response that uh, is happening. Versus, Somebody just needed a leader. Well, there's a lot of nonprofits, and there's a lot of people that care about this, and, and we're making fast progress, and it's so, really helpful. Thank you so it's much. hopeful, I guess, when you see it yourself is. act locally and see a response quickly. To uh, make it happen, you have to care about something besides you. Mm -hmm. And well, thank you. Well, I think you. everyone does, but when, we, when we're inundated with kind of the the big picture of our country or, or, or the the planet it does it feels overwhelming and that's where it feels helpless but when we can put that same energy locally we all can go donate we all can go find families yes, that can uh an extra meal an extra jacket and that feels that feels more like what we're here to be about. and the more you do it the better you feel about it and the more you want to do it and if you only have five dollars in your pocket the guy next to you has zero give him 250 now you both have yeah. 250 in your pocket. And it is overwhelming. That's why you got to say, where's my passion? Or show me my passion, like for you. And then you see the moose being killed, and you're like, wow, this is something i got to do. And the minute you stepped up, everybody's like, yeah, we're involved in this too. There's people that are actually paying for these solar signs on the road saying moose in the next five miles. I love those people. I don't know who they are, but every day I see it, I ask for blessings for those people. Mm -hmm. The millennials are the ones that came to change the world. People call them selfish. I'm going, well, maybe they need to be to do what they got to do. Mm -hmm. We're not well, taking guns. To believe in themselves they do. To not believe in all of the rhetoric that oh, yes. has come before us. What they need to do, though, now is become tribal and join hands because you're powerful off the chart. Powerful off the chart. You came to do this. You came to be the peaceful warriors because we've had enough of the regular warriors. That's what they're here to do. Okay, well then, just playing devil's advocate, how do you also feel special? Because I think everyone, especially in the Instagram world, is mm. trying to feel special by getting attention from the outside in the form of likes and followers. And so, uh, especially women I'm watching, are willing to sell themselves out, uh, but at a cost, but... The, it works, right? So, it's ego. So tell me how you, how we create tribal atmosphere with also feeling unique and special. Because in tribe, it's like you lose yourself, right? But right. human nature needs well, to feel special. 
So that's a great question, and I'm going to use some of the Native American beliefs to help with that. Uh, first of all, when we're wanting to feel special and looking for attention in that, that's human ego. Human ego is destructive as can be. You have a spiritual ego, and that's the ego that feels so good that I just helped a lady across the street in that. A tribe, a true tribe, is like a wheel. If there's a spoke missing, the wheel doesn't turn. In a tribe, everybody has their duty, their place. We don't compete. You know, I may be the janitor in the tribe, but I'm the janitor. That's my responsibility, and I take it proudly. In a tribe, we're all equal, even though our jobs are different, because we don't have the human ego involved. The ego is about our beauty, about needing attention, about I'm so rad, I want people to see me. I'm going to go be sexual in the bar in front of everybody because I need this attention. I'm going to you know, scream loud so everybody will look at me. It's really, once again, going back to your self-confidence of I'm already special. And I give gratitude that those that are supposed to know that see it. On social media, then let's be special by talking about your cause. You know, like, all right, I need five people to join me today to meet me at 1 o'clock in West Yellowstone, bring garbage bags and toilet paper. We're going in and clean the park. I, right now, there's people cleaning up the beaches in California. They're going in on their own and taking care of it. The only good thing that's coming out of all this is it is making us tribal again. Mm -hmm. You know, finding your cause, whether it's animals, children, and then you'll attract the tribe that has the same causes that you have. And remember, when you're needing that attention, stop and go, okay, why, what is my human ego doing? I give gratitude that I leave my ego here right now. I'm going to take it off like a coat. I'm leaving it here. It doesn't serve me at all. Well, I mean, again, I'm just trying to be super raw. Right. And play no, let's be raw. Here. But I can say <laughs> from the, it's mostly for people, well, one, we all want to be loved. Yes, right? we do. So, so, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And then probably secondly, it's, it's people looking for a mate, right? It's how do you get noticed by by the other sex? They both have the same answer. It starts with self-love. Yeah. It starts, I say to people that I'm working with, for 21 days in a row, I challenge anybody listening to this to put your arms around yourself. My name's Kathy, and I'm going to say, I love you, Kathy. Maybe the first time it's like, I love you, Kathy. That sounds horrible. By day number that 21. I know the first time it's like, oh, I love you, Kathy. And, but I swear to you by day 21, it's like, oh, I love you, Kathy. You cannot attract someone to love you the way you need loved unless you love yourself that way. You have to have the energy. If I have low self-esteem, I'm going to attract somebody to keep that self-esteem pretty low. I've done that. I've played that game. If I don't believe in myself, I'm going to attract someone to not believe in me. But if I love myself and hold my head high, There'll be those, those kind will say, oh, she's not approachable. You're damn straight I'm not. I'm going to attract somebody that goes, wow, I love her. I love her sparkle. I love, because I'm loving that about me. It all starts right back to the beginning with yourself, loving yourself. Loving, and it's, it's not easy. That little hug in the beginning is like, oh, whatever. I've had people roll their eyes at me, and I'm going, after 21 days, come in and tell me how stupid and wrong I am. They can't do it. It's impossible if they do it 21 days in a row. I can also suggest the book Calling in the One. Mm -hmm. And even if you have a partner, it's the exercises are so beautiful in developing that self-respect, self-love. And uh, I've, I've really loved those exercises. And it's attracting a partner. I, I, I had a friend that um, she went to the horse races. She didn't really like horse races. She wasn't into it, but she was man-seeking. Mm. She found an awesome guy there. They got married, and she was so pissed that every weekend he was at the horse races. Mm. 
I'm like, hello. Right. If you find them in a bar, you can't get mad that they're in the bar. You're going to find them out doing what you love to do, not out seeking, but what you love to do. And it starts with really asking yourself what you love. Yeah, what do I love? being willing to give yourself that. I have a girlfriend that loved being in the desert, just collecting rocks alone. And everybody said, you'll never find a mate there. And I says, I guarantee you will within mm-hmm. one year go. Well, this other guy, who actually I know, loves to be in the desert too, collecting rocks by himself. They were 30 miles from each other in the desert one day, and by the end of the day, they ran into each other. Like, what are you doing here? Well, what are you doing here? Well, this is what I love. That was the beginning of, yeah, because they both loved doing it. They liked being alone, although alone with each other because they, you know, they didn't like taking a crowd of people or a party scene or anything. They were being really one with the, the earth and the desert and the rocks. And it's really just, when you go out and love yourself, it's the self-confidence again. You shine. Your aura is big. I can walk in a room and not say a word and everybody will turn and look at me. Yeah. Because my energy is big. So my challenge is to walk in and be invisible. Yeah. And and it's true. When you love yourself, it's so true. I'm. That's why I keep digging for the people that might not be resonant with it. Right. And I guess just one more on, on the... On the darker side, this suicide thing is real, and it is happening more yeah. and more. And I want to know what your suggestion is for anyone who is having these thoughts because it's more rampant all the time. Well, this year is going to be the highest year ever, Queen, my guides, and it's going to be a lot of millennials. So the first thing I want to say to you, I'm, I'm not one to promote drugs or not. I think antidepressants cause suicide. If you truly need supplement, it shouldn't be for a long time. That's a big statement. It is a big statement. I'll say it to any doctor or any pharmaceutical company out there because on every one of them it says may cause suicidal tendencies. I think if somebody's put on something that's really regulated right, instead of just saying go home and let me know how you feel, but maybe stay in a hospital for five days and get regulated. I mean, first I start naturally. Vitamin D3. You know, it's a great antidepressant. Magnesium is an amazing antidepressant. Taking the right one that's for the brain. Study your magnesiums. Find the one. There's different magnesiums for different things. Finding when you are really down, it's the hardest thing to do to reach out to someone. But you got to remember, you're somebody's son, daughter, brother, sister, and they love you. And no matter how dark the world seems, it will get better. And suicide's forever. And, and people that are truly very suicidal, they don't think past the moment. That's why, once again, tribal, we got to keep an eye on each other. If you have a gut feeling and nobody said a word to you, but you have a gut feeling about Susie Q over here, follow that gut feeling. Maybe you walked in just in time to save her. I'm always telling people, I post it on Facebook and everything, call me. Middle of the night, I don't care. My husband's the same way. You know, he's got a master's from Harvard Divinities. That's what he does. Wow. We We... We are here for you. I'm a PTSD specialist. I did that so that I could service our servicemen. And also, first responders. I mean, people have no idea what they go through. To come up on a wreck and see children mangled or dead is disgusting. But depression nowadays, a lot of it's chemically done because of foods. And I don't want to go on the whole diet thing, but honestly, sugar is a depressant. Alcohol is a depressant. If you have depression, you should stay away from them. Of course, I think you should stay away from sugar anyway. But it's really getting the good diet, reaching out to your friends, letting them know you need help. A real friend's going to be there for you. I don't care who you are. If I know you or not, I'm here for you 24-7.
Call me. I'm here for you. But we, there are also lots, of, there really are resources that if you There's so many resources, they, but people don't feel worthy of it when they're depressed. Mm-hmm. And of course, the number one thing for depression is exercise, but when you're depressed, you don't want to exercise. Exactly. So it's kind of like motivation. you can't get your, so you know, if I see somebody I think is depressed, I'm going to make them, even if it's a guilt trip. Come on, girl, I, I've been begging you forever. Just come with me, you know, they'll be glad they did. But please, you are worthy. You're on this earth for a reason. If you leave, guess what? You're going to come back as a baby. You want to be a baby in these days? You don't. Right, you don't get out. No, you don't, you don't get, get out of it that way. You don't because you'll choose yourself to come back because you didn't complete what you came to do. You didn't complete what you came to do. And somebody, and so somebody loves really you. Put that energy into figuring out what you're really here to do. Exactly. What am I? And what you're really here to do is what's going to make your heart sing. Exactly. And, and, I, I see and, people and, with these jobs and they in the wrong, spend the 30 wrong years in a job they hate because they got a exactly. 401k. And I, I, I knew a man that, that worked at a nuclear plant. And I said, quit your job. You're going to have a heart attack within a month of retiring. He looks at me and I said, that's what they're telling me. And his wife's like, no, money, money, money. He quit his job. His wife left him. He went into Upper Idaho and started a furniture company because he loved building furniture, and he's a multimillionaire. Mm, beautiful. He, his heart is singing. He's, he was going to die from stress at his job. He hated it, but he felt he had to stay there because of the money. And how many people are in that belief system? That 90%. Whether it's a society's should, you know, well, I should be with, you know, a billionaire, like you said. Or, right. Or in in the socially acceptable job versus what am I really here to do? What really lights me up? That's it. What makes your heart sing? If you don't know, then you got to go out and try everything. You're at a buffet. Try it all. You don't know if you like it unless you take a bite. You know, it's just make your heart sing. When your heart sings, everything's going right. My guide always says to tell people, if you pick a job for the money, they can't make your heart sing. Mm -hmm. If you pick it to make your heart sing, they can bring the money. Mm -hmm. Pick a life that makes your heart sing. Like we live in a town where uh, I always say this is a town full of misfits. Everybody that lives here doesn't fit into normal society. We're not nine to fivers, you know. You've got dishwashers that have PhDs, but they're living the life they love. They're constantly on a mountain or climbing a mountain or going down a river and, and honoring this world and loving it. You know, some people prefer the city and they're loving their life in the city. Find what, and people say, well, how am I going to afford to do that? Well, I guess you're not if that's what you believe. For me, I'd be giving gratitude to my guides, and I'd be making a plan, and I'd find a way to do it. And not all the people that are living that, that you know, fantasy are happy. No, they're not. And I want to say that also. I feel like so many kids show up in these mountain towns. You know, they've seen all the films, and they think that they're going to go live the fantasy. Yeah, that's sad. And then there's a huge drinking culture, and there's Party a, the town. realities that there's there's no housing, and uh, it's really difficult to live and 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 be able to afford living in a town like this. And and then and then there's a lot of shame uh, because somehow they feel like they're not living the fantasy. Right. And, and it's a it's a spiral, and I've I've watched that too. So I want to make sure that that's out there too. Again, Ski towns have the highest rate of suicide. Exactly. And it's also because it's so damn competitive. Well, Jack skied that mountain. I'm yeah. going to ski it, or I'm going to do this, special. and it's go 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 and do do do. And then when they're not go go going and do do doing, or they break a leg, or their body's breaking down, then they're just devastated. Instead, 
if it makes your heart sing, do it. Not because you're competing with Jack or right. Sue. And or a lot of people trendy. live very, very simple to live here. And it's sad that it's been made that way in towns like this. But you've got to make sure it's what you really want. And if it's just your little dream for now, then make it your now dream and then leave and go do something else instead of thinking that you have to stay forever and compete forever. It's a competitive town. When I came here, I decided, you know, I'm not going to compete in the ski world or that. I'm going to be who I am. I'm an intuitive and I'm way good at what I do. And it's taken a long time for me to be able to say that. And no one's like me. And I'm not like anyone else. We all are different. We all have different things to offer. We're all good at what we do. All attract the people that are attracted to my energy, that want to hear it the way I give it. There's some amazing, like Carol Mann's an amazing person in this town. She does it different than I do. But I honor her totally. We both attract the kind of people that will hear our message the way they need to hear it. Yeah, I think it just goes back to instead of being so influenced by the outside yeah and what's cool or what's popular or what's accepted and really do the work to go inside and say what lights me up what are my gifts and what do I want to spend what would be so joyful to spend my time doing and not be defined by who your parents were or who they wanted you to be because that's really a sad thing you know I have a friend from um, Korea and she's worked her butt off to be a doctor and she really doesn't enjoy it but her family wanted her to be a doctor and I said then take a sabbatical you know what, you did what they wanted to do, accept that, tell them to accept that, and tell them that you don't want to be one of these people that are depressed and suicidal, that'll get to them. I said, and then go take a sabbatical. Well, she took a sabbatical and found out what she really loved was to be of service on the reservations to the children that she's still a doctor, but she's doing it her way, maybe not making the big bucks, but she's serving those of truly in need. And she's happy as can be. And she's still a doctor, so her family's still satisfied that she's a doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, Asians are very good at, um, at raising their children to be very successful, to have a strong drive. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I was raised to get married, have babies, and so I'm so grateful that I was defiant. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. You know, you get married and blah, blah, blah. Your husband's the ruler of the house and that. That didn't jive for me. I went out and it took me a long time really to discover what made my heart sing and who I was. And now I'm so grateful I have it. And I would, if there's any way I can help someone find it while they're still in their 20s, then I would be honored off the chart to do that. And it, then call Kathy. But she's pretty busy. <laughs> but but she, I'll always make but time I can for also you. Say that you do, you do really help reinforce because we. It does help to get that outside affirmation that that crazy thing that lights you up is actually who you are and that it is okay to go for it. And I can say, you know, you're one of those people that I, you know, that I hope everyone has that, where I can call and say, is this crazy idea real or is it in my head? And or uh, it, it's I just really appreciate it. And um, well, it's my and honor. just thank you for doing that for my for honor. lots of people, because um, yeah, when you're, when you're, I think the real parts of us, like you said, that, that our guides are helping us with or whatnot, they aren't going to necessarily jive with what the outside, oh. uh, agrees with. And so having the courage to continue going down that road, it takes a support system. So thank you for being that support. You're for so welcome. Many of and I just want to say, once you really 
I, I say invest your time in filling your guides. Give gratitude you feel, and you can ask for a sign. Don't expect what it is. You know, your sign may be that your horn won't quit hawking. Oh, well, you know. And once you connect and you, you get their names, which I do that for you, or you can get it yourself, when you connect to your guide, your whole life changes. You don't care about what others think or what the rules are or the outside world because you become the person that you came to be and you're well, confident. and you, spirit, sounds like. Right. Totally connected to spirit, and you know that you came for a reason. That every single human on this planet is special in their own way, and came like for example, Down syndrome, Down syndrome children. They came and spent their whole life in that body that way to teach unconditional love. They just love you. They don't care what color you are, what you smell like, how dirty you are. They're they're a little more frightened, but they love you. They're here to show us love. That's so true. Or to give you the opportunity, I'm going to use the word opportunity, to judge or not. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Hmm. Is there anything else that you want to you share? I know you have a message for women. And can, can I start by, I've heard you say multiple times, you know, we should go to tribe, we should support each other. But there are statistics even now that say, even in business school, women are not supporting each other and it's it's not another thing i think to beat us up on i believe it's chemical uh but can you speak to that because i don't think that it's uh, now men are i believe naturally wired uh to have the boys club and mm -hmm. to bring the boys along they are uh and i believe that that is a huge reason for success and it's not natural to women and i think there's probably reason behind it and I can speak for myself I've um, definitely been an advocate for women and I've definitely gotten my ass kicked for doing that and and regretting it uh, and so can you speak to that because we hear it all the time support women blah blah right. blah and then you go out and do it and you you get um, you get you get beat up. You get beat. Yeah I'd love to address that and I want to start with not only chemical but it had started at the beginning of time, and, I, and I'm not putting men down, but it started at the beginning of time to use men to keep women separated. Because truly, by the opposition, whatever words you want to use, there's nothing, nothing more powerful than a group of women together. And so it's always been fighting over men or because of men or got to work harder for this job because of a man and I got to fight this woman to get this job because or he's my boyfriend and I'm going to beat you up or I got to look better than you or I got to be sexier than you. It's got to end. We got to start with the children, the little bitty ones. They, they watch us and they follow us. We've got to take that girl that, you, that we make fun of in high school that you think's ugly and draw her in and make her feel beautiful. You'll feel beautiful about yourself. Don't let men... Divide us. And I'm not saying men are trying to do it on their own. It's an energy that's been given to us since day one. It's it's like the hunger games, but but it's, instead of food, it's the man. So and the energy. The fighting over men? Fight, we saying? fight over men. We compete over men. We got to dress and look better than each other. You know, women don't dress for men. Women dress for each other. I've heard that. It's a God's honest truth, you know, because we know that the women are going to judge us by how we look. We've got to find a way to get judgment out of our life and realize Girls want power. Well, your power is in standing together. And I'll use a perfect example. The first person to stand up against the giant mogul in Hollywood, knowing her, 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 she could be destroyed forever. Women started standing up one after another and after another, and they took him down. Mm -hmm. Women in, in Alabama, 
didn't think it was worth voting. Their vote didn't matter. They got those women out to vote, and they changed history. A Democrat for the first time ever. And that's not even the important part. It's that these women, when they stood up as one together, it's, so if you want power, your best power is, is, is true women. I have very dear close friends. I love you dearly. And I feel powerful with them. We, we, we get insecure, and other women have a nose for insecure women, and they start pecking at them, pecking at them like a vulture would on a half-dead animal. And then what does that do for you? I mean, eventually, you're going to be that person that's hardened by doing that. We need to find the girls' clubs. I have girls that are doing this. is so fun. We've started born, board game night. It's a beginning. Mm. You know, some wine, board, ga- board games get kind of competitive in them, but we're still just having a good time. Maybe all getting together and helping each other, swapping clothes, whatever it is, or or pushing each other up. In college, it's hard because we're still, in a sense, competing against men because they're going to get the jobs first. Well, and with each other, like you said, only the 1% get to make it to the next. Exactly, so far. We're the reason that that's only 1% is because we keep repeating history. And history hasn't worked for women. We're right now in the energetic shift. 2019 is is the year of feminine divine. So let's become divine. Feminine divine. If you believe that you're the daughter of a goddess or a higher power, then aren't you down here representing that higher power? And how are you doing at that so far? So what advice would you give to women that have been burned but definitely believe in what you're saying but still want to take care of yourself uh, but also, you know, step into this? Well, first of all, you have to forgive. Greatest gift you can give yourself and trust, which is very difficult to give again once it's taken from you. But you have to be a warriorist. You stand up, and if they beat you down, you still stand in your cause. They beat you down because you give up and walk away usually. You stand. Okay, well, you can throw arrows at me, but I'm standing in this cause, and I hope some of you will let your ego fall aside and join me. you got to stand in your walk. I've, I've walked so many walks where I've had people just plummet me for my belief, but I stood strong. And I just thought in my mind, well, they miss out on me. You know, I had little talks with myself to get yeah. through it. Eventually, they'd come around and kind of want to be my friend or something. And instead of being mean or mad, I invited them right back in. I love it. I invited them in because I didn't want to be them. If I didn't invite them in, I'd be them. And it's not easy. If you see another woman being picked on or pushed aside, then stand beside her. I raised my daughters like if there's somebody at school that's sitting alone at lunch, you go sit with her. Because both my daughters were popular. You go sit with her. If you see somebody being picked on, you go stand at their side. And they're still to this day defendants of, of, well, my one daughter is saving animals and the other one's saving the world. So I don't get grandkids out of that part of it. But you see, it's we've got to make the decision within ourselves. You know what? I've been cool. I'm with the cool group. But I'm going to be the coolest in this cool group by bringing my sister over here in. Cause she's just, and she may have a lot to offer and I don't even know it. Just because I don't like the way she dresses or the way she looks or my boyfriend thought she was cute. Well, he's got good taste. She is cute. You know, when women look at my man and want to flirt with him, I've even had women, like, show their boobs when he's on stage and that. He's so funny. He'll just look straight up or walk away. I'm like, I'll walk up to him and go, you got good taste. That's my man. (laughs) Then they freak out. But I'm like, I'm not mad. You got good taste. Well, and again, I feel like you keep coming back to the same points, which is if you've developed a strong enough relationship with yourself and who you are, then, then all of that just crumbles anything that could 
that could bring you down on the outside. And it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. It's not easy. Don't take the easy way out. You'll regret it later in life. Do the work. And and if you create your female tribe, you can do the work together. Don't You don't have to walk the path alone. You have to do the work. And it all starts right back with that hugging yourself 21 days in a row and loving yourself. There's something no matter how much you don't like yourself, there's something in there that you know is good. Maybe you don't think anybody else sees it but you. Okay, you see it, so make it shine. They're not going to see it when you're hiding it because you don't have confidence in it. And confidence isn't easy. Like the first time I went in a restaurant, I made myself go in a restaurant and meet by myself. That was terrifying to me. I just felt like everybody's looking at me, watching me eat. Now I kind of like it because I know they're like wondering who I am and why I'm alone. And I'm just, you know, whether they are or not, that's what I'm thinking. That's all that matters to me. And I'll be the first one on the dance floor. Everybody's just waiting for somebody to get up and be the first one. Beautiful. So I'll be that first one. So I ask all of you to step up and be the first one. I ask all of you to step up and love yourselves. If you want a man to love you the way you want love, then show him how by loving yourself that way. Or a woman. Or a woman. Absolutely. Or both. Or or the folks. And the men. The same thing with men. You know, don't pick a woman for her body because that's not going to last forever. Pick her for her heart. Everything else is a great perk that you're going to get. That is a beautiful And I'll tell you something else. You want your woman to be this sexual hot thing, then make her feel like it. Make her feel like it. My husband thinks a flannel nightgown is sexy. God bless his soul when it's 21 below. (laughs) I think that's actually a really good point to bring up. I think men are programmed to... uh, to be attracted to the most beautiful. Or, they are. And, uh, and so we try to be that. But, um, but if you can look past maybe the woman that's getting attention for all of her looks, that might not be the best woman for you. Well, let me tell you something. It just broke my heart to hear it, but I walked away. Uh, my guide said to stay out of it. I was at a cocktail party, and there was this beautiful blonde woman, just beautiful. And she had a husband that wasn't so beautiful, in my opinion. And I heard him say to some other guys, yeah, well, she's hot in bed, but she's dumb as a rock. Oh, my gosh. Mm. And so I thought, so as I watched her that night, because then I'm a people watcher, I realized herself, he said those things to her. That she thought she was dumb as a rock, and so she was always trying to get all the women to like her, and some of them didn't because she was so cute, and her husbands were looking at her. So your husband's still alive. Yahoo! My husband can look at other women or say they're pretty. That doesn't make me underconfident because I have confidence in me, and that alone will keep him with me. You know, and if if he's wanting to wander, then you don't deserve me anyway. Next. But there won't be a next in my life. But I saw... I thought I felt sorry for her at the end of the night. She was beautiful, but that's all she had going for. And for him to actually say that to these other men, yeah, she's beautiful and hot in bed, but she's dumb as a rock. I thought, oh, dear God. And so she probably acts dumb because that's what she's been told. Well, and doesn't that happen? Yeah. I have so many examples. Oh, I so wanted to say something to him, but it took everything I had to bite my tongue and walk away. It wasn't the right place. And I can also speak from from experience when someone uh, has put what their beliefs on you mm. uh, and expects you to be someone that is the picture of what they wanted versus uh, who you really are. Uh, that's also um, well. You start to become that. Then you're not being true to you. You're living a lie. You're becoming or what you they want you. Being able right. To be it, right. And, and you're it's, thinking it's always a mismatch. If but. that's who you have to be to have someone in your life. Adios, amigo. Exactly. Next. 
Anything else you want to share? That whoever you are listening to this right now, I love you. We all need to love each other. Hug each other. I love, uh, you know, here where I live and, and all my women friends, we hug each other. Give each other a peck on the cheek. You know, we we share our love for each other. We're, we're, we, we honor each other, whatever it is. Honor each other. Not the body, not the looks, the heart, the intelligence. We're all intelligent beings. Let's use it. Get to know your spirit guides. Start to feel them. Ask for signs. Anyone that's listening to this right now, your blinders just got taken off. Ooh, really? Yeah, okay. So your peripheral vision. You're going to see shadows in that. That's them. Say, I see you. I feel you. And then listen. Be quiet enough to listen. What's the first thought that comes to your mind? The very first thought you have to every new subject is your guide giving you the answer. Every thought you have after that is you arguing with them. And everything that you desire, so you start by saying thank you. Thank you. Thank you for my self-confidence. Thank you for my beauty. Thank you for bringing my perfect mate. And then believe he's already been shipped off. He's on his way. UPS dropping him off. Maybe he is UPS. <laughs> you know, I mean, stay in that. Don't doubt it. If you're depressed, call a friend. You have a friend. You may not think, but people care about you. Seek help. There's so many suicide hotlines. They're very educated people. They understand how you feel. A lot of people that are there have been suicidal or attempted it, so they honestly understand how you feel. My website is sacredmessagesjh.com, S-A-C-R-E-D-M-E-S-S-A-G-E-S-J-H.com. Contact me. I'm here for you. Let's all, let's get back to being who we are. And, and remember that we truly, truly, truly are here for a purpose. And everybody has a purpose. And we are in a time that we can manifest that. That little baby that was born one day and left and didn't live a whole life, died the day it was born, came for a purpose. What happened when it died? Did the doctor learn something? Did mom and dad become closer to each other? You gotta look at what we learn from even the, the, the sad things in our life. Everyone has a purpose. What is yours? Live your purpose and your heart will sing. Thank you. It's my honor. <laughs> Maybe we'll do it again. I'd love that. Yeah, if people have more have questions the when they know the anything. Question, the better. Are there aliens? Where there are. They come from? What but they don't like purpose? to be called aliens. I'd love to do one on that. We'll do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, fine. Thank Thanks, you. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the conversation, give us a review on iTunes and help us spread the word. Be sure to subscribe. Our theme is Wings by Nicoletta Halitis and used under the Creative Commons license. Until next time. See you in the mountains, unicorns.